0: Setting of boundaries. You know, the setting of boundaries means that you have to begin to set your life in place. <clears throat> what does it mean to set boundaries? <clears throat> See, I, I, these are new concepts to me, <laughs> because I, I, I never really. Felt like I had a, a country, felt like I had a, a personality, that I had a individual right to set boundaries around. See, I hadn't found myself yet. When you don't find yourself, you can't set boundaries. When you don't know who you are. So let's rewind that and back that up as if we're walking backwards in time a little bit. Now, the catchphrase is set boundaries. Who are you setting boundaries for? Somebody you don't know? I'm talking to you, and I'm talking to myself, talking to myself as if I'm you. Who are you going to set boundaries for? A mysterious individual that lives inside of you. Who are you going to set boundaries for? A mysterious ideal that you have about who you think you are, but not really who you are in this life. Who are you setting boundaries for? Now, now, mind you, this is to the born-again believer. This is family talk. So I don't want it it to get be confused. and I'm, I'm out here trying to evangelize, trying to out here tell people that ain't part of my family how to do. <laughs> you see, I said how to do. How to do this and how to do that. I'm a how to do manual book type of person. Spiritually speaking. So who are you setting boundaries for? And I never could set boundaries because I didn't know myself enough to set the boundaries on what I have established for for myself to be. That's the great detriment of the the lost father in society. A, A father's one goal and one task is to set a boundary and set a parameter and set up something by which you can be what you are. Whether it's providing a home, some protection, food, clothing, so you can grow. I don't mean that he always needs to understand who and what you are, but he's there to give you an opportunity to figure it out. When I came back into my children's life, I gave them a time, and opportunity to now figure out who they are. Because I took some of that weight, the financial weight off of them. That's what a father does when they're growing up. He takes the financial weight off a child so that child can be a child. I went back in my children's life and took some of the financial weight off of their life so they could be children to me again. I was too messed up the first time to understand my job, my purpose, my mission. But God is merciful. God is merciful. Don't worry, the 10-minute preacher... (laughs) It's only four minutes in, so don't worry. I used to have an Etch-a-Sketch. You you had little two knobs, one is a red board, red little round rectangular board with a white face screen. And you had these little uh, uh, dials that you so-called made this image, but it wasn't quite a complete circle. It was kind of etchy. It was called an Etch-a-Sketch. Some of you and I and we live Etch-a-Sketch's lives. We're etch a sketcher. You hoping to make reality of the nonsense that's in your world. It's an etch a sketch. You think like an etch a sketcher. Can't quite make a, a full circle. All you can make is squares. Even your triangles look like squares. Don't worry, I'm not ten minutes in yet. Yeah, it's okay. I decided long ago I want to be a real person. Oh no, run that out and then we'll work it out after that. I was gonna see. Just run that out for now, man. What's up, Chuck? I'm not living a fake lifestyle. I'm not living a fake existence. I lived a fake existence. That's why I had no borders. I, left a, I, li- I lived a fake mind. That's why I had no borders. Don't worry, I'll slow it down for you. I'll slow it down for me. I'm not stumbling through this life anymore. I begin to set boundaries for my life. <laughs> boundaries of what I do. <laughs> Hallelujah. And what I let others do unto me. And I realized the backlash was setting boundaries. That's not how I know you, man. <laughs> That's not how I know you, woman. Oh gosh. Oh mm <sighs> I <clears> don't <throat> back of my leg with some equipment. I had to dip my body into the stream of my spirit. Hallelujah. I had to dip my body into the stream of my spirit. I had to go into my temple and allow my body to take nourishment from my spirit. I had to go into my spirit and tell my body to sit down next to your spirit. I had to go into my spirit and say, spirit, go get your body and sit them down by the river of water, living water that's inside of you, that's inside of my temple. I ran over the back of my leg with a piece of equipment and I had to escort my body into the presence of my spirit. And I searched for help on my way to my spirit. Hello. I ran over my own leg with a piece of equipment, and I was looking for help on my way to the spirit, on my way to my spirit, not for their help, but for <laughs> that I could deposit this anointing, this healing anointing that was coming down on me. I wanted to share it with somebody. I wanted to reach my hand out and say here, take some of this healing anointing as I apply it to myself. <laughs> i how I'll share in the anointing of God as I apply it to myself. I know you must be out of your mind. You must be out of your mind, man, as you apply it to yourself. Praise the Lord. I'm all better now. Mm. I had to absorb that back into myself. You know, God is still a healer. He's healing every day. Ooh. Hallelujah. I think we just got to witness. God is healing every day, He's delivering every day. I see an ambulance coming towards me, coming towards me through the street, traveling through the streets of the city, about to crash into another car, trying to save another life. Hallelujah. What's going on? Father God, go before this ambulance. Father God, your spirit travels faster than ambulance. Meet it there. Be there. Unravel the mystery of what's going on. You got power inside of you, born again believer. There's a kingdom inside of you, born again believer. Tap into the kingdom that's inside of you. I remember once I was giving out some invitations to come hear the word of God and I was downtown among the crowd and I just happened to stop these police officers and as one of the officers walked towards me she stepped on a rock and twisted her ankle and dropped her to her knees and onto the ground She thought her ankle was broken. I said, Lord God Almighty, here I am out trying to bring the word of God to people. And this woman may have broken her ankle. He said, touch it. Put your hands on it. All I know is I felt warm and that ankle felt warm and she got up. Don't let them tell you God's still not a healer. Not a deliverer. Here we are. I had to make some decisions. You know, you got to decide the will for your life. Or it will decide it for you. Your enemy spirit will give you a will that you will follow. I don't know if there's any message in this. I'll listen to it back and see what it says. Just an 18-minute preacher. I'm not always trying to scream at you. I'm not always trying to preach to you. You know sometimes... I like it when they say, "I don't like all the times the way you talk, but sometimes something about what you say keeps bringing me back to you, and what you're saying. I'm not always comfortable with your messages and the delivery of your messages, but something about it brings me back to you, and I know I'm not in the presence of foolishness. See, I can spot foolishness in preaching. They're talking about the styles, but I can spot foolishness in preaching. My leg is feeling even better than it was before I ran over it.